0: Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, a missing Chinese tennis star and discussions of boycotting the Winter Olympics, Tim Payne's sexting scandal and the politics of Australian captaincies in the iPhone age, and an all-in brawl in the NBA. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Molly Silva, and as always, I'm joined by my... By my... Okay, go on. We're on different sides. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. You know, by my...
1: <laughs> I was
0: trying to figure out what was Different, off. yeah. Mm. Oh, God. I wasn't even thinking about an adjective. By my... That's like your one thing you have to do every. My, my <laughs> one thing. Wow, wow, wow. Oh. By my audacious co-hosts. Akili Silver sitting next to me saying things like that. Uh, This is my one job to come up with the adjectives. And George Moore down in Melbourne, no longer a single occupant of her house. Round of applause for G Moore to kick us off. What a day you've made it through. Uh, We're so happy for you. Let's start with you then, G. How was your week? My week was
1: good. I went from... Living alone to There's five of us now in the house in a short 24 hours, which is a lot of fun. It's nice to have some energy back. The boys started preseason today. They are very dead.
2: That's always fun.
1: Who's there? Come say hi.
2: Who is it? It's a surprise. Ooh, ooh.
0: <laughs> it's a slow walk over. <laughs> Hello, Hello. how are you? Great, how are you? I'm pretty tired, first day back at pre-season, so I can barely walk, yeah, I've been hobbling all the way home, so I'm pretty sad.
2: Yeah, did you train well? Killed it. Yeah, as always. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I heard that you didn't (laughs) though.
0: No, not this morning, not this morning I didn't, not in all the testing I didn't, they would have thought, they would have thought I wouldn't, I haven't trained a day in my life and they see me this morning, but I come good this (laughs) other. Oh good, I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'll let you get back to it. Bye. See yous. Bye. Love you. Love you. Wow, it's been a long time since we had a Cooper Johns cameo. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's been a well, minute.
1: welcome back.
0: Welcome. Buddy. <laughs> we really are back now, aren't We're we? We're wrapping up the year as we started it.
2: Killy, how was your week? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, my week was good. Uh, busy, busy. Um, that's all I got.
0: Nice. <laughs> Not a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Marley? Yeah, mine was good. Um, Georgia, I don't even know if I've told you this, but I move out in a couple of weeks and I have a roommate and and she's great. And so it was like a blind dating situation for a little while meeting a few different people. And I found one. And if I, you know, like was on The Bachelor or something, I'd be giving her my rose. Like, this is what's happening. I'm very excited (laughs) about it. Oh, my God. Um, So it was great. And yeah. Um, and she was emotional because she's not going to live with me anymore. Well, mum was making me cry. Um, <laughs> that is
1: emotional though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's literally down the road. but you It's like know. 10 minutes away. It's oh, okay. Well, it's okay. With that said, <laughs> let's get into our first segment. <laughs> Feedback feels with kills. See, the feels is relevant. That's the that um, segue. Look, I'm a bit
2: upset. There is absolutely no feedback this week. <laughs> I tried. My mum
1: gave me feedback, but I don't know if I was it not good <laughs> like feedback. It's, like it's pretty. You no, know, it's just like sad when the only feedback is from your mum. You know, like yeah. But like, can but- I just say right now? I'll take it. <laughs> this is your
2: one job. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and I have tried, and I have not got feedback. Really? Yeah. There was nothing wow. in the DMs. Um, yeah. Wow. So, really, it's the listeners' fault. Lift your game, guys. Give us some yeah. feedback. Yeah, please. <laughs> please critique us or something.
0: Can I just say, maybe it's that, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year and people are starting to go, meh. like, we, we, need do- we need a break. We need a break. We yeah. need a break. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. we're getting there.
0: Yeah. We're getting there. Go on, then. Give us the um, Trace More feedback, G More.
1: Well, no, because now it's even more obnoxious because it was on my F1 segment. <laughs> Saying it was awesome. She said she enjoyed it. <laughs> oh. No, she just is always like I like it because I obviously don't watch the F one, but I always feel like I'm just a little bit up to date.
0: That's good. That is really good. I don't
2: That's think there's so anything wrong with that being the
0: only
1: feedback.
2: It is what it
0: is Maybe. at the end of the day. Yeah, so God, all right. And well. at the end of the day, it's the end of the day. Anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I have nothing. Okay. okay. You didn't like want to tell us a
2: joke or? Um, I got a few jokes. Go on then. <laughs> Which one? Go on, give us a good one. What's a ninja's favourite drink? What the? Sounds good. I don't know. I've told it to Molly about 37 times. Do the pirate one. Do the pirate uh. one. What's a pirate's favourite letter? R. No, the C. <laughs>
0: Yeah, wow. You guys really need to give us feedback on us. She's on the bench. Keely's been benched. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And G-Moore, I'm going to throw to you now. You've got a pretty intense one to kick us off.
1: I do. And just a quick heads up before we start this segment, this story discusses sexual assault and coercion and themes of abduction, may be triggering for some listeners. So if you aren't feeling up to it today, maybe skip ahead or give this one a pass. Earlier this month, one of China's biggest sporting stars and former number one tennis double players Peng Shui posted a lengthy statement via her verified Weibo account, which is a popular Chinese social media platform, outlining the relation she had with a prominent Chinese government official, where he forced her to have sex with him several years ago. She stated that while she later had an on-again, off-again relationship with the man, she didn't have evidence to back her claims of the earlier abuse. It didn't take long for the post to be taken down and for the state-run internet blackout of any discussion of the topic to occur. In the days and weeks that followed the statement being taken down, Peng was not seen or heard from and public concern began to rapidly grow for her safety. The hashtag, where is Shui? began to trend worldwide and the likes of Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic and a multitude of Peng's other tennis colleagues started to publicly speak out demanding evidence that Peng was safe, alive and Unharmed, While a number of unverified photos were released, again by state-run media, claiming that Peng was safe and simply keeping a low profile at home, the International Olympic Committee and the Women's Tennis Association deemed them to be insufficient evidence and raised doubts that the contact was coming from Peng herself. A little over 48 hours ago, at the time of recording, the IOC released a statement announcing that a number of IOC officials, including some that had known Peng for many years, had a 30-minute video conference with Peng in her home in Beijing, noted that Peng was doing fine and appeared to be relaxed. They, of course, offered any further support that she may require, and it is said that she was glad for the concern but has simply requested privacy at this time. While many still hold concern for Peng and the state in which the situation has been handled, a much broader conversation regarding the Winter Olympics, due to be held in Beijing in February 22, has arisen. For many months now, discussion of a political boycott of the Winter Games has been brewing. In some countries, it's a mere murmur, and in others, a far more explicit statement. However, after Peng's brief disappearance, the topic can no longer be ignored. Peter Harther of the Sydney Morning Herald wrote today, The kidnapping of Peng Shui makes the stand on the Winter Olympics almost irresistible. Human rights groups and politicians have been calling for the postponement or boycott of the game due to China's human rights abuses, specifically the detention of Uyghur Muslims, which the US government has declared a genocide. To be clear, democracies are considering a diplomatic boycott where leaders and official refused, officials refuse to attend and not an athletes boycott. It would be a minimal censure the games would proceed. So, Do we agree and do we think this is enough?
0: I think for starters, this whole story, you know, sent shivers up my spine and before we jumped on here, gee, we were talking about how unfathomable it is to know there's a government not that far from us that has so much control um, over its people and what they do and and what they say that... you know, within 12 hours of her making the statement on that social media um, platform, it was wiped from the internet and all kind of messaging and conversations about it were blacked out by um, state-run media. That That is terrifying and... I think it puts into perspective what a lot of other countries have been speaking about or a lot of prominent people have been speaking about in the lead up to Beijing and I think that it is more than appropriate and necessary to piss off, piss off the Winter Olympics. I just think like it just doesn't seem right to, to play into that and to support what's going on there.
1: Yeah. piss it off altogether like yeah. an athlete boycott yeah. boycott
0: the whole game and and yeah. and it needs to come from leadership because I think it's too much to put it on the athlete's shoulders like that's stressful in itself and they obviously want to be able to compete or whatever but if the leadership turns around and goes not nah, like this isn't safe and this is not something we want to be a part of then that takes the pressure off them and also gives them an opportunity to look for somewhere else that they can compete Surely it's scary enough for the athletes
2: that are supposed to attend to be like, do I really want to be in a place where that's happened? Yeah.
1: That was going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. If you were an athlete, where do you stand on this? And I think you're right, Marley, in saying that There are athletes of all ages and backgrounds and, you know, some it might be their first Olympics or some like we spoke to Melissa earlier this week who was 14 when she first went to a game. So I think you're completely right in saying it needs to come from leadership to take it out of the athletes' hands yeah, because it's just too big of a call to put on the shoulders of those people who their whole life is dependent on these games that come around once every four years. Like...
0: I think like there's probably counter arguments and, you know, to just voice the devil's advocate kind of perspective of like, what does this actually have to do with the winter games or whatever? But in saying that, I think that that was the argument up until what's happened with Peng Shui, you know, keep politics out of sport, keep politics out of sport, da, 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 da. What does, what's happening or the allegations that are up against um, the Chinese government around these human rights violations. So, you know, what is this, you know, it's not, it's not proven, blah, 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 What does this have to do with anything? But now that this very prominent athlete has been involved in this, I think that that's, this is the moment. This is the moment where you turn around and you go, like, yeah, you can show a video of her and, and whatever, but the fact that she's been censored like this, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. terrible. And then, like, I mean,
2: the Olympics themselves as a concept hold many values in human rights and – you know, we're all one together and stuff and everyone who competes. And there's always, you know, that underlying... It's
0: so political.
1: Yeah, yeah, always. So it just feels... So it doesn't feel that far away, is what I'm saying. And it's not... While they're very different issues, I feel like it's not dissimilar to the conversations we were having in the lead up to the summer games Mm. where there was a global pandemic happening and it Mm. was quite frankly a matter of life and death for a lot of people in the streets of Japan. But it, I sort of, again, leaning into that devil's advocate (laughs) hate the term like is it an opportunity where you go well let it go ahead and find the silver linings and see what impact you can make and stuff but then in a country like this I think that China see far too much of the benefit of the games going ahead at all Mm. and oh definitely I just (laughs) think
0: it's and I think it's a terrible in the sense that the individual average Chinese person is not the person to blame in this situation, mm. and it, you know, in a no, they're the people it, being censored exactly. on their own internet. And, and this is like, like you, you it, the idealist in me, kind of goes, maybe this is a and a way to have a celebration for them and all this kind of stuff. But like, what does his day to day life look like, really? Yeah. yeah, and it's just, I think it seems like I'm not any kind of foreign, <laughs> you know, relations expert or whatever, but it does seem in the last couple of years, China's been really tightening their grip on their control that they have of, of you know, their residents. And maybe that's... It's like the Bermuda Triangle. It's scary. You just don't yeah. really know what happens yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just... I, I think that it, it would send a really strong message. And But at the same I just, time, I, I was can was see why say- countries don't want to do it because they do have so much power in terms of trade. Yeah, Well, and and that's, that's scary.
1: Exactly. So both the UK and the US have president so Boris and Joe Biden have said that they are considering the boycott but there's massive talks in the UK about at the moment about the damage that that could do to their agreements with the country and when as a leader and you're you know trying to protect the safety of your country and quite frankly trying to dodge a war like is pulling the pin on a sporting games really the, yeah. like the call that yeah. you want to make? I also when yeah. China are like testing nuclear weapons and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like it's it's not going to get cancelled. I
2: don't reckon. No. I don't reckon it will because it's just going to be too much. They're just going to be like you know you just have to play happy family.
0: You know what though, I wouldn't put it past uh, old mate Scomo to pull the Australia team because they he has stood up to China before China like, and it had we don't not have great, any beef with anyone it Had we not need that. great <laughs> repercussions for us right like yeah it was not good for us when that he raised the question about the inquiry into where COVID started mm. I don't know I don't and I don't know if that's the right way to go like I honestly have no idea but it just that to me doesn't feel out of the realm of possibility Jay yeah. do you agree
1: no I do agree and I think that <laughs> Cut it off there. I agree. I don't need to go any <laughs> further into my opinions of ScoMo,
0: but moving forward. I know what how you're going to say. Think- it'll be about the only thing you can do. Well. Do one action, you know. <laughs> Something like that. Um, the ge-
1: Let's say the games go ahead. Maybe there's yeah. some countries that politically boycott. Maybe they don't. Whatever happens. Post-winter games, February, what do we think this means and these ripples and this movement means going forward for China because quite frankly it's two months away and that's a big call to make Mm. but four years until the next Olympics they've kicked out countries before do you think this has enough pull to make that
0: call moving forward Mm. Mm. I don't know and Uh, I think then it becomes a question of like you know what is a state's sovereignty and what does it mean it's hard because there's definitely a, a question that needs to be answered around like who has the right to to say I don't know. I mean, like, Russia If we were up
1: to us, we'd kick him
0: out, surely. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and then I I honestly think back to the conversations we had during the Olympics that Tom Daly was really vocal about, like, how many countries participating do have so many human rights and sexual rights and gender rights and female rights issues so rooted in their politics at the moment, and it's just, like, another one of those things where it feels like it feels so complicated I just feel like I just want to rescue everyone and be like yeah just
0: come here and hang out <laughs> just,
2: <Mike, come laughs> <hang. laughs> just come
0: hang my Get question out of becomes there. is this the role of the IOC or is it the role of the UN right I mean then like oh, yeah. I wouldn't have a clue for sure no, but no. even like it, to think about when you
1: go back to how Pang essentially has been quote unquote deemed safe mm. however you feel about whether she is or not the IOC intervening in yeah. such a political like, what if she wasn't an athlete? You know what I mean. Like who like looks who after her then? Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. when you know Novak and Roger don't speak out, what like there was so much pressure on the IOC and the WTA to intervene in a really political matter that was had nothing to do with sport. So whose call is
0: it really when it comes to? Mm. Yeah, yeah. God, I know. But see, and then I think the reason that this is maybe unfolded the way it has too is because in the West we've had, you know, uh, Simone Biles come out and, and um, testify against a f- former coach who who did this kind of stuff, right. In the U S um, gymnastics team and all that kind of stuff. And the response from the government of that country isn't to hide it or, or whatever, or even the peak body of gymnastics America is not to hide that it's to face it and to remedy it and then that's obviously just because of the, the context that we live in and we see and um, maybe it just seems so absurd to us that that's something that can even happen now. Well yeah
1: in reading about the way this was all handled and sort of how it unfolded initially this is the first person with a public profile or any profile to go public with a Me Too accusation since two thousand and seventeen, where the movement lasted less than two weeks on the Chinese internet because it was just shut down immediately and muffled completely. Wow. Wow. So this is like contextually, this is a country that shut down the entire movement five years ago. Yeah. That's wow. really bad math. Four years ago. I was so <laughs> <laughs> um You know what I mean? Like you can see why it was so massive when no one's spoken about it
0: for four years. Hey, can I just say to switch gears? This is a very complex thing, and there's no right like there's no answer that we can give here. But are we podcasters or diplomats right now? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not put myself in that category (laughs)
2: because I suck
0: when it comes to this. Look, at the end of the day, the bottom line is: I really hope what we're seeing of her Mm. saying that she is safe is true. It's. I think it's hard for us to believe that, um, but I would really like her to just be, be safe. Be safe. Yeah,
1: far so scary.
0: And like we said, there's no
1: right answer for this. It's super complex, but maybe just something to keep in the back of your mind when you are watching the Winter Games and contributing to that estate. <laughs>
0: Last Friday, to the shock of the cricketing world, Aussie captain Tim Payne announced his resignation from his leadership position on the cusp of the Ashes campaign. Why? Well, there have been some revelations about an incident of sexting that he had with a Cricket Tasmania staff member back in 2017. Now, girls, I don't know about you, but I watched the press conference of Tim Payne in announcing this and stating what had happened. And first of all, it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a sexting scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, it? <laughs> uh, almost feel like there was definitely one last year, Christmas. Mitchell Pearce? Yelp. Sorry, rugby league. It happens. It's just a regular Friday. It's just a re- okay on a on a national stage and with this kind of thing, like it's it's obviously a big deal. Um, having the sit down press conference, tears, and then his wife comes out and all this kind of stuff. Like that feels like it's been it's been a while, maybe. You or maybe yourself. I just don't pay it that much attention. But the reaction to it has been enormous. And for context. Tim Payne is the captain that stepped in after Sandpapergate. Yeah. Which we have spoken about a lot on this podcast because You
1: know, for three gals who don't know much or follow much cricket, we <laughs> sure end up here a lot. <laughs> we do. Always back
0: at Sandpapergate, right? And I yeah, look we know what's happened here there's been leaked conversations between him and this staff member that were pretty graphic um there's also the fact that he sent her a dick pic and um it's been yeah pretty massive so for starters girls how did we feel when we saw this story unfold
1: like a little bit exhausted if I'm honest, yeah, and I think a part of me feels like Sandpaper Gate wasn't long enough ago for this to be happening. We've got on here before and spoken about how proud we are of Cricket Australia turning their shit around, the <laughs> Look upward at what trajectory. Gotcha. And now I'm just like, wow, hasn't it been a roller coaster? But <laughs> I um. Oh. I don't know if I cared enough about Tim Payne to probably have the emotional reaction that a lot of people are having. I found it really sort of um, confronting, for lack of a better word. You go back to some of the interviews he gave when he first was announced as captain and he claims that his greatest quality was loyalty. (gasps) Um, I'm sure he doesn't love watching that back now Mm. either. But yeah, I think just disappointing a little bit exhausting as i'm sure a lot of people feel and just a weird one because of the way it's unfolded it was such an old scandal the girl is adamant that she didn't leak it this time around it seems like it was dealt with internally before she didn't want to press any sort of charges it was deemed not to be sexual harassment but a sexting scandal like i just don't know how to feel about it because it's all so old yeah. And confusing. I feel the exact same because I was kind
2: of like, okay, why do we care now? Like why is it coming up now? And why is it, you know, just as the, we've won the T20 World Cup? Like I feel like yeah. all these things are always perfect timing. It feels like some little person is like, yeah. I think You're going to plant this seed and, yeah. and the perfect time.
0: I think it's also interesting the comments that came from his wife. Around how they had dealt with it personally and privately at the time, which I think they probably That's how it should be, right? Like in this kind of instance, at the end of the day, it's their business. And if it wasn't sexual harassment, if there wasn't, you know, those kind of allegations. It wasn't a quote unquote crime, but there was infidelity, that's a personal matter. And it was. Just the word I've heard again
1: and again is a consensual sexting saga. So it's like, did he take it too far? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not her. I didn't see like what was happening at the time. But like you said, I just feel like it's not a criminal thing. And the thing that I keep coming back to in my head is that this happened three years ago now. Four Four years ago now? You got the- it was t- 2017.
2: Your math is so off today. I didn't
1: know what year it was, okay? I was guessing. Anyway. Well, it's the- 2021 right now. The point is... No. <laughs> <laughs> I meant what year it happened. Yeah, yeah, I know. The point is, is that he has demonstrated for the past four years that this hasn't impacted his ability to captain. Mm. Everyone internally knew it knew what had happened they'd dealt with it and he's been captaining well as far as i'm concerned for the past 4 years and now he's resigning because he's not fit to be a captain so it's yeah. just like one of those weird things where it's like publicly people would i think ugh, it's a hard one i've heard a lot of people say he had no choice and he's potentially approaching the end of his career anyway and the best move was to just step down and not be a distraction coming into the ashes mm. but then i'm like Is it not kind of more of a distraction? The public would have made peace with it. Cricket Australia clearly made peace with it four years ago. And if he just sort of like proved to continue doing what he'd been doing for the past four
0: years. I saw a quote um, from a female cricketer, I believe. I can't remember which one it was, but her... My brain just says Elise Perry, but it's just because it's Elise Perry. I don't think it was <laughs> um, someone. One of them came out and said that this is one hundred percent the appropriate thing to do, and that it speaks to the integrity of the Australian captaincy, which I find strange, though. Right? And and this is actually a topic that I have been grappling with for the last week, thanks to. The podcast episode uh, with Phoebe Burgess we spoke about last week as my um, one to watch, right? Um, where she spoke about hers and Sam's relationship and their breakdown, and specifically at the incidents uh, that involved, yeah, it wasn't sexting, but it was like um, him and it was a FaceTime situation. FaceTime situation exposing him and a fan exposing themselves, gross stuff, whatever, whatever, and. In that whole conversation and the impact, different because it was very public as it happened, but it made me rethink the way I think about the like upholding the integrity of high profile sports people in this country and how I've always been one to be like that, that kind of stuff is indiscretions that are not so relevant to their career and I don't know how much we should look at these people as role models and what does it actually mean. But I think listening to Phoebe and really thinking about those broader repercussions and what these people do to a certain extent owe us for the, you know, owe us as the audience, right? And I agree, but I would argue there that that
1: was illegal and the girl was pressing charges. This. Is, is different true. because yeah. but I everything you yeah, said then yeah, I completely yeah. agree with and I listened to it and I had the same thought process. And yes, because that what Sam did yeah. and that group of players did is not okay because yeah. it was not consensual but mm. it, this is what I grapple with now, right? Because yeah. is what Tim did scandalous and like you said he was cheating on his partner and XYZ scandalous, yes. Illegal no, no, no. You're but right, does you're it right. still speak to the integrity of a person? Yeah. Yes, because and it que- like but you but now question loyalty. Team, a national yeah. team. Well, I that's a thing
0: for as well. I think
2: it. I think it changes things because, like we always talk about, like they're in the face of the media, so yeah. they have to tread very carefully. Because I feel like, if you think about it, if you think about a really good boss that you might have, mm. and let's say they're cheating on their partner, and everyone knows. But they're a really good boss and and the people underneath them respond really well to them and they work really well together and they're super crazy successful. And then, you know what I mean? Like I think it just changes everything purely because – He's Absolutely. Pretty, yeah. But yeah. then there's
1: thing. the question of, you know, the standards you walk by are the standards you accept. Mm. So is that, you know, like uh, is morals. it unloyal? Po- <laughs> morals. But brings yeah, me back so to this right. yeah. article I was reading, Good Leader Flawed Human, Payne's Lesson for Australian Sport, which mm. is sort of why we talked about, you know, in the iPhone age, blah, 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 was yeah. this happening a million years ago? Yes, it was. And exactly what you just said then, kills he's been captaining the side quite successfully for the mm. past Four years. Mm. Is he a flawed human? Absolutely. Did he do anything illegal? No. So, what are, uh, because I, yeah. I was talking to my mum about it around? yesterday. She was yeah. like, if someone told you right now that tomorrow you were going to become one of the most highly media scrutinized per- people in the country, like how closely would you go back and scour your social media? Yeah. Yeah. We know things now that we did. And, you know, Tim's was quite recent, but we know things now that we didn't me personally that i didn't know in high school and different social things that i'd like there would be words and things that i said back then that now i wouldn't utter so it's the idea that how far back are we willing to go Mm. this is a little bit different because he was in the team and he was the captain at the time but how far back are we willing to go and what where is the line? Yeah. Illegal, yes, scram. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not hanging around for your assault charges yes, or yes. harassment charges. No. But these indiscretions like you said that aren't "quote unquote hurting anybody. Yeah. But aren't probably the qualities that you would love in an Australian caption. Like, yeah. we, you know, where where do you find that line?
0: Yeah, that's I mean. what, yeah, I but agree. It's where is that line? Obviously it was only a problem if it was public, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not you. you well, it wasn't a problem the captain. last four years. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that an important point that was made to us in the podcast office before we came in here was one of the boys um, assumed we'd be talking about this on the podcast good from him (laughs) and made a very important comment about how the media and Cricket Australia and cricket as a global entity is doing a pretty good job of distracting from arguably, and I think we'd all agree here, a much, much bigger and more concerning and more harmful issue happening with the English cricket team and the really serious racism allegations across some of their players and the fact that um, they have been, uh, they stopped playing games in certain stadiums in the UK because of the racism and, and all this kind of stuff going on there. So I think that's important to note. There's there's definitely a bit of a, of the art of distraction going on. Mm. So, you know. Well, that uh, comes back to
1: the person pulling the strings. Like we said, we're like, she didn't leak it. He didn't yeah. leak it. How does this get out? And then you're like, mm, yeah. the media exactly. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some's so, are right.
0: Yeah. I tell you what pisses who me is off the media more man? than some guy who's really broken the heart of his wife by cheating on her or sexting yeah. someone else is, you know, a couple of dickheads who are racist and are like allowed to – Play yeah. for, you know. Yeah, because so. like
1: you said, that's a personal issue, not like a national.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yuck. Mm. Ugh. God, we've really picked the tough ones <laughs>
1: for today's episode. We have a habit of doubling up on them as well. Yeah. Like whenever there's one, there's, when it rains, it <laughs> pours,
0: right?
1: Ooh, I'm going to sleep good tonight
2: because of this. Yep. Too much thinking. <laughs> I don't come here to think. I come here to talk
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's the title of the episode. <laughs> And to wrap up Around the Grounds, if we were to say bring back the biff, basketball wouldn't be the sport that would pop into your mind, right? But this week... Is that w- a question you wanted to be it answered? It was rhetorical, right. mate.
1: <laughs> right. Right. I agree. Right. 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 right.
0: But this week, it was a bloody clash in the NBA that made headlines and flooded social media feeds across the world. When the LA Lakers came up against the Detroit Pistols, a stray elbow from King James himself led to an all-in brawl. LeBron's elbow collided with Isaiah Stewart, causing blood to flow from his head and sparking a furious reaction from the Pistons' centre. Stewart tried to run at James three times. This would have been the footage that a lot of people saw, right? Knocked over a few staff members in the process. I know this is funny. Like, not (laughs) not that funny, but it's pretty funny to watch. It's funny when you watch it. Yes. And um, so LeBron was given two fouls, has been suspended for one game. Stewart's been given two technicals. has been suspended for two games and neither of them will be paid while they're suspended. Um, and Oh, there's- they're really going to struggle. Oh, no. Oh, mm. what, 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 what?
1: <laughs> Two games also is like three days over there. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Can I just say the thing that kind of really cemented this as being quite funny from our context is how big a deal this was well, in America. That was going to be
2: my point. Like this is like... Any other day, and it was a
0: big deal. <laughs> and there's a former NBA All-Star, Gilbert Arenas, who said that the 20-year-old Stewart from um, Detroit could be sent packing um, for doing something like this because one LeBron is. Untouchable and the king. And um ha- like you just can't charge at this is what he said, but you can't charge at the king like that on TV. Like this is like almost as bad as attempted murder. Like oh saying this God. kind of stuff, and they're like, this is so bad, like the fallout, da da. da, da. And I just thought just he, he should be drug videos. tested. Yeah. Then let's make sure this isn't drug related. Like a roid rage oh, thing. Like seriously. I was just
1: reading the Pack your shit You're about to be traded To Budapest somewhere Yeah It's really like So So crazy I just I'm
2: obviously saying The funny side in this I just kind of love That this is happening In America Because I'm like
0: Dudes, this happens a lot here. I want to be like, guys, it's you not- have people who walk into schools and shoot a whole bunch of people, and like, yeah, this is what you're this worried is about. What, this is the big, oh my god, crazy, crazy, this is like <laughs> just super competitive, yeah, and like, you get angry. Who yeah, cares? You
1: know There's
2: a bit of blood. Who gives a crap? We love it. We love it. We're about it.
1: Speaking of the gun in the locker, was Arena's own incident where he was suspended for bringing unloaded firearms into the locker room after an argument with a teammate?
0: Yeah, I read that too. So it's a bit rich from this bloke. Having yeah, to be like... on oh, his <laughs> soapbox. Come on, man. Wow. So I was going to ask what did we all think of it, but I think we're on the same page here. Bit of an overreaction? Yeah, so dramatic, but so typical of America. <laughs> so typical of America. And it just like it just
1: doesn't happen. You know, yeah. like they yeah, see this in the hockey, they don't see it in the NBA. There's a bit of push and shove from time to time. but And like for that... Amount of blood and for yeah. LeBron to be involved, like if this was staff, with two rookies, this. like yeah. who knows if we'd be hearing about it. But I did um, try and Google how many times has LeBron been ejected before because I know his first time was only in like 2015 or something. I so think this like, is the second, not no, his second time, yeah. and because there are not many stats on it, the most the thing that comes up when you search it most. I typed in how many times has LeBron been ejected and the most common search results are how many coaches has LeBron had fired? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like that just goes to show his power in the game and why this was so blown out of proportion. But the idea that um, LeBron got flagrant fouls, not technicals, just always reminds me of that opposite episode, the office episode, sorry, where they play the basketball game. And anyway, if you get the reference, it's really funny. (laughs) <laughs> Let's I just think Just quickly I'm going to put something out there
2: Go on If I'm versing mm. The king of the game In any sport oh, His house Absolutely not His house so You, you show them You show them respect Are you kidding me you, I would be This is a privilege To be on the same court as you mm. So even if you get aggressive And you're obviously Going to be competitive We've all watched the videos Of all the old school players Being like Yeah when I came up again against MJ when I came up against, you know, LeBron and, like, the rookie's talking about, yeah, like, I, you know,
1: scored on him, whatever, then they don't actually – like, they're being competitive. There's a difference. And, yeah, like that interview with Kobe where the rookie came out and had a really good first half he on him like, and then Kobe's like, you had a good game at halftime, was yeah. like, sit down. Like, this yeah. is it but it does remind me, speaking of the Biff in NRL, I won't name the rookie because – Bless them But it was a Broncos (laughs) Storm game At Amy Park It must have been Two or three years ago now Pre-COVID times Um and there was a bit of push and shove starting in this rookie. It was his debut game from oh, the gosh. Broncos. And he sort of stood up and gave a good old shove to Cam Smith and then kind of looked up and saw who it was that he shoved and just like turned around and walked away.
0: And he was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Yeah. I feel like that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Marley, are you going to hear us? Who was... Uh, I just would like an opportunity to hiss-hustle with anyone sometimes. Okay, but not like... LeBron's no. your pick? pick? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 come no. on. No, I think that there is an element of wanting to prove yourself against of the Of course, best, but there's a but way to go be, about it. And not be out of your depth and not come out looking like an idiot. Especially like when like an idiot. all the reports are saying LeBron it was followed him down the yeah. tunnel
1: to apologise and yeah. he tried to start again like, mate, pull your at it.
0: Yeah. Come on, man. But, oi, don't you love a bit of beef? Oh, we love it. I do love it. That's one of my favourite things, can I say? I miss it. <laughs> um, it. It does feel weird seeing it on a basketball court, Yeah, but one of... M- like my favorite things about rugby league is the push and shove. Oh, mate, in an origin game was a bit of. It's all you want. That's all I Not want that we condone violence, but like field no, no. just not. We're not talking king hits. We're just talking like, you know, there's right up in their grill. Oh, the old jersey
2: grab and the little yeah. punch. Or
0: the, I like a little <laughs> smirk, like a, yeah, yeah, you just want to know what they're saying. Oh, so good. So good. They they're, come see up. they're the games that need to be marked
1: up. Yeah, they do. Someone they mic do. up an origin. How has that not happened yet?
0: Please. Probably, probably can't air any yeah. of it. <laughs> Literally. NRL up late. Just take all the beeps out. Okay. Yeah. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done. Georgia Moore, your one is pretty great. It is Tell pretty us. great.
1: My MVP is none other than Kimberly Kardashian West. But before you tune out, if you're not a Kardashian fan, I promise it's sports related and it's really bloody beautiful. It's
0: not her, about her and Pete Davidson. because It's was not a, about, that was well, MVP, that, that is MVP
1: behavior. behavior, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. So Kim K along with a UK soccer club and a rabbi from New York charted a flight of 30 female soccer players and their families totaling about 130 people all up out of Afghanistan, essentially in the dead of the night, to London, uh, where they're quarantining now, but have also gone quite the way to sort their visas and essentially give them a brand new life. And this was, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, due to the fact that Women are no longer allowed to participate in sport, let alone professional sport in Afghanistan after all that unrest this year. Um, so, Kim K, say what you want, but the woman does phenomenal work. And I just think, as a pop culture fan, but also as a woman and as a sports fan, I just think that is the stuff that we don't hear about often enough. And to, you know, like, I think you only need to turn on the news to see how hard it is to get a flight in and out of that country at the moment and for her and the people she worked with to go to so many lengths to settle them in the UK and to you know now fund and prepare them to continue playing professional soccer for their country and for themselves like just phenomenal and their families too like 130 people just beautiful
0: yes Kimmy Kim K get it girl Keely Silva your mvp
2: Okay, my MVP. Yep. It's a bit of a happy sad story. Okay, it's a on. bit of a laugh. Go it's a bit on. of a laugh. So tonight, Tuesday night of recording, we had planned to get the man himself, my favorite player of all time, Willie Mason, on. Yeah, which was already very nerve wracking. Keely was very very was nervous. nervous. Anyways, he sent me a voice memo. That he couldn't make it. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But the voice memo itself was great. And he's still M V P every day. Yeah. Of the week. I'm just gonna play a bit of it. Okay. Okay. I'm i at it um I'm at, at bank I've met you, like Bankstown. I mentioned I could do this you like so long ago. I'm at like Jersey fleet train.
0: So sorry. So sorry. I mentioned like a next you so long ago. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Right
2: there. Back now. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Next time, whenever, whenever you want, to, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll get training tomorrow morning. Oh, you've got your Jersey training. Like, where is that? Like, East Hills. East Hills at like 5 o'clock. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Anyway, the point of, I don't know if you can hear that well, but the point of the memo is he said sorry about nine times, I think. Yeah. Message us how many times he said sorry. There's so your Feedback sorry. for next week, Kills. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I obviously think he's the best, so it's fine. <laughs> we're rescheduled, and just so you guys know, if you are at this point of the episode, that The Willie Mason interview is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Not today.
0: (laughs) The the penultimate interview of the year. Not today, but soon enough. Soon, we will reschedule. But yeah, it's going to happen. That's just that voice memo of the many, many sorrys. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's so fun. You are so forgiven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my MVP has been one I have been watching on social media for the last couple of weeks. Dancing with the Stars in America has been happening. Um, not a show I would usually tune into, but they I mean, Jojo Siwa was on it. This really? Time. Yeah. Which oh, what a amazing. gal. Killed it. She- she was first like, ever same-sex partnership on Dancing yeah really yeah, yeah oh yeah. she's so cool she and like obviously she's a great dancer yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's the, kind of her job yes and the mvp behavior though from this has been from iman shumpert who is a former nba player he played for the Cavs and the knicks and he was number one draft pick back in 2011 so like yeah and a champion good. he's got a ring and, a cha- and he's got a ring there you bloody go um I know him though because he's married to Tiana Taylor. Um, <laughs> of course, this is why you. Yeah, know him. <laughs> hey, I love her. She's amazing. Anyway, he was on Dancing with the Stars. He won with his dance partner. He just embraced it. He's the first ever um basketballer to win it. Um I think like it's quite big over there, isn't it? They really get a They get it. some
1: big names on there too. Yeah,
0: which is I think they had Carol Baskin last year though, which is weird. Hilarious. Um, Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> but he killed it and um my favourite of his performances that they actually got a perfect score on. And G and I were discussing whether it was really like the choreography was really Dancy. It was more of a like theatrical performance, but I really liked it. Him and his dance partner were dressed in. If you've ever seen um, the film Us, have you seen that? It's really scary. So I scary. Love it though. Like so good. Yeah, we've
2: we, we watched, watched it together. That,
0: yeah. It was a Jordan Peele film. Creepy. I love everything he does. Um, and they're in the red bodysuit, uh, like jumpsuits from that, and they kind of did like a whole thing.
1: It's like a theatrical contemporary piece. It was so that. cool. Yeah. Love
0: that. Um, but yeah, like I kind of wish we had really cool people on our Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, it doesn't happen for us. No, it's like. No one really watches it. Like the last person I can think of who was on it was Maddie J.
1: It's was just Ricky, so was
0: Ricky weird. Lee on it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I made that up, I think. <laughs>
2: Now we've come to our final segment of the show, our ones to watch. <laughs> Marley's looking at me like, keep going, Keely. Like I'm encouraged. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, this is a segment where we recommend what sport, event or even a Netflix show that you should be watching for the week ahead.
0: Marley, what's your one to watch? Oh, wow, that's really good. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Good work, yeah. Keely. Um, my one to watch is actually one I've already watched but re-watched on Sunday when Whoa. I was... Very hungover. Um, Very hungover and had some head noise. And I don't know about you guys. You performed all right though. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I stayed out longer than you. Yeah, because I drove. Yeah, but anyway, that's fine. I'll I'll take it for as long (laughs) as I can. Um, So I yeah had some head noise. And I don't know if you guys are the same kind of like sick people in the head as me. But um, when I have that kind of head noise, I want to watch something that makes me feel... That your life isn't as bad as theirs? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's it. And really? Something that's like worse okay. to like- I'm definitely not that to, kind of person. To make me go, bro, like you're being ridiculous. I'm like, I, I get about. on Disney Plus straight mm. away. Okay. Right? Well, we all know I have some issues. So I watched- <laughs> Let's not <laughs> dive, deep, dive deep into that. I rewatched a six-part um, series that I've watched before. It came out in 2019. It's called Years and Years. You can watch it on S- SBS demand uh it's like an english show and it sort of starts a little bit in the future but it was like 2021 you know in the in the time that's so weird and it's sort of like the world is slowly ending but in a realistic way so it starts with donald trump dropping a nuclear bomb on um china in his last days of office oh geez and then it's like <laughs> topical yeah and then it's like um you know bloody there's heaps of flooding and and like all this the north pole has completely melted all this kind of stuff and then like not this it's about this family situation around them there's like this whole humanitarian crisis and it's so complex but really really good and Made me terrified the first time I watched it, but the first time I watched it was in twenty nineteen before COVID was a thing, and now I am watching it and I am like, oh, yeah, we went through some stuff, and it wasn't this bad, so we're gonna be all right. And then it, <laughs> we, I had, as in you and your brain, me, my brain, society. Yeah. okay. Um. So, highly recommend watching it. It's mm. very good. Very yeah. good. Emma Thompson's in it. Love her. She was so good. Okay. Okay. G. more. <laughs>
1: Mine is, and we touched on this last week, the AFL draft is taking place this week. When this episode airs, the first night will have passed, but it wraps up on Thursday. So keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on who's going where and keep an eye on the father-son. Oh, Duo's happening. My favourite rule in the AFL. Do you guys know about that?
2: No. no. Please. In enlighten- Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. So... Father-son rule in the AFL is where the club that the dad played at has preference over the son being drafted. So that's why you often get multi-generational families through the one club. That is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe you guys didn't know that. It's the best thing ever. People have been begging for the NRL to introduce it for a long time. Yeah, 100%. That's so good. (laughs) I could have played for the Bulldogs. Well, yeah. no, but, and they've brought in the father-daughter rule now yeah. in the AFLW. So the same situation and then eventually it'll be mother-daughter, but for now dads who played at clubs, the daughters can go to that club. So it doesn't always happen, but the club gets preference and it's that is so sick. good. And there's three really high-profile father-son duos going into the draft oh, this. Yeah, so keep an eye on those and where they end up and keep an eye on the results. I'm excited.
0: Wow. Love that. AFL is so much better than us sometimes. Mm. I better mean, than us. N- N- us. NRL. NRL. Us as the NRL. NRL. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't get rid of that sickness, can Yeah. I?
1: Oh, also, sorry, I meant to say this. I just want to really back up Marley's one to watch from last week. She touched on it before the Phoebe Burgess two-part interview. I listened to it multiple times because it's just so much to process and it's oh, so God, unbelievable. So and if you've ever thought, eh, wags or like eh, girls go after athletes for power or like eh, you didn't like the way that situation unfolded I cannot stress enough how much you need to listen to that episode it will open your eyes so much so much so much for I someone like even like Marley said for people who have grown up very in-, in it grossed in the game and all of those weird messy relationships like mm. it was surprising even for me so go listen
0: for people who have that illness and say we when they're talking about the entire sport that they've never played in but that that was irrelevant anyway Keely, <laughs> your one to watch my one to watch
1: is the one to listen silk sonic g Moore. you heard of them i haven't and i did try and google it and all that came up was a bruno's mars album so i'm really confused oh That's what did i'm doing about
2: so a dynamic duo bruno mars and Anderson park two very very cool people come together they are silk sonic no
1: yeah right so cool i love I anderson pack yeah so fun fact he missed the new year's countdown at falls one time oh, and we then like there. five, yeah. five we minutes later there. was like well let's just do it anyway and am yeah. like mate it's like 1206 the moment's passed like
0: <laughs> it was pretty good but.
1: um yeah very cool uh,
2: go and listen to the album. If you're an avid TikTok listener, you will know some of the songs. Not to be dramatic, but I rather die. Molly, no, singing on, no singing on the podcast. No singing on the podcast. Anyway, um, very cool, very fun vibes. Um, highly recommend. And I'm impressed that I knew something about a music thing that before you guys did. Because you guys, no, I well. like, I love that from you. Yeah. I know that's like a very big first for me.
0: Good work. Yeah. Stunning.
2: But very cool. So get on to it. Wait. Well, hey, why don't you listen to it and you guys can let me know what your song is in feedback? Yeah, can you guys No, I'm talking to you, G more, and you, Marley. Yeah, oh, done yeah. Let me know what your favourite song is in case we get no feedback next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode of Chicks and Balls the Podcast. It's been a bloody pleasure hanging out with you. Um, Always a pleasure, never a chore. Exactly. If you are listening on Spotify, can I please ask that you hit the follow <laughs> button? Because you, you listen- said please? Yeah. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please also hit subscribe and give us a five star rating if you really liked it. Um, other if than- you didn't, just don't rate us. Okay. And also <laughs> check us out on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. Can I have a more enthusiastic no-pod?
1: No-pod. Oh,
0: wow. No-pod.
1: That's better.
2: <laughs> and other than that... Have a great week. Be nice to your mother.
1: Um, and be good or be good at it. That's it. Chill. Oh. 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 Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Bye.
2: See y'all. Bye.